Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey y'all. Good morning. The reason why you so much. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Yes, yes, yes. It's not one of the other. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. My God. Thank you, Father. You know, love by you. Are you sharing the video? That's what I'm doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. If you're new to the devotional, just know that I just leave a song on repeat. If there is a song that is in my spirit, it will be on repeat until it gets out of my spirit. It might be weeks. It might be weeks and I'll play the same song over and over again. Um, just because I know God is ministering to something, something to us. So I don't want you to think um, that, uh, I don't know, it's just the God. <laughs> it's just a God thing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for fresh starts. Thank you for fresh starts. Thank you for fresh starts. Thank you for new beginnings. Ooh, my God. Come on, y'all. It's not one of the other. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for fresh starts. Thank you for fresh starts and new beginnings. My God, it's nothing wrong with you asking God. I call them do-overs, right? You know, when we were playing games and um, we would mess something up, we would be so quick to say, Lord, give me a do-over. Lord, give me a do-over. That's what I call them, do-overs. There's nothing wrong with you asking God, Lord, I need a fresh start. My God. See, because can I tell you something? Oh, my God. Can I tell you something? You don't have marks against you in heaven. My, 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 my. You don't, you don't. All God sees is the blood. Oh, Jesus. So you don't have, you don't have those marks against you in heaven. God doesn't have tally marks of God isn't looking for you to fail. God doesn't have all these things that he's brewing against you. That's not the God we serve. Oh my God. So there's nothing wrong with you coming to God. Speak Holy Spirit. There's nothing wrong with you coming to God and saying, you know what? I just need a fresh start. I just need a new beginning. I just need a do-over. My God. There, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you saying, oh, yeah, come on, Courtney, you better tell them that. You better let them know that. 
He's got an unlimited supply of do-overs. He got an li unlimited supply of fresh start, baby. He's got an, unli an unlimited. See. <laughs> Thank you. Excuse me. An unlimited supply of. See, we're the one that keeps tally marks. Ooh. I'm going to say it one more time. We're the ones that keep tally marks. We're the ones that hold grudges. We're the ones that walk in unforgiveness. We're the ones that are unstable in that area. Not God. God is through and through. Ooh. God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Ooh, Jesus. But we have been in such a space of equating God with man. Ooh, my God. We forget that he promises us brand new mercies every day. Oh, Lord. Help us to tap ooh, into your brand new mercies and your fresh grace, grace daily. And see, the enemy's so slick. Ooh, he's slick. The war man is so, he is so slick that he'll make you think that you can't tap into fresh. Brand new. He loves to wake you up with the same mess. <laughs> he loves, they waking up this morning. I don't even care. He loves to wake you up with the same mess. He loves to wake you up thinking the same thoughts. He loves to wake you up on the same garbage. He loves to wake you up mulling over a conversation from five weeks ago. He loves to wake you up keeping you in the same process. That is just his strategy, remember? Because the war in your mind, my God, has come to disable your faith. The war in your mind has come so that you can walk in the flesh. So he loves to wake you up in the same conversation, in the same thoughts. My God, so that you can walk in a lesser version of yourself. Good morning, Ty. Let me pause for just a second. Because a lot of people love to think that LMJ Ministries is just a, a, woman, a ministry for women. Now, I will say this, that we are. That we, are we are called to women. But the word of God is for absolutely everybody. I need to say thank you to all of our faithful brothers, John, all Elmore, Ty, Michael, my God, that, that are on the devotional with us and that they share our word every day. They support, my God, they back it up in finances. Gary Green, thank you to all the brothers that support us, my God, and have not made this devotional just a devotional for women. So I just needed to pause and thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for how strategic you are. Thank you for how you honor God. Oh my God, for being faithful to kingdom. And I just decree and declare a blessing over your life. So let me get back to what I was saying. Thank you to my faithful brothers. Thank you for the brothers that walk with us in this. We thank you, Lord God. And I just decree and declare that he's going to send more men to join forces with us. Come on, y'all. As just to join forces with us. We thank you, Lord God, for the men that will come and sit among us. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for the men that will come and sit among us. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for them. We thank you for their lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They are here faithfully sharing the word of God. And I just want to say thank you for them. Okay. 
And thank you for all our partners. My God, I just, for all of y'all that have been, can I just decree a blessing of you? And then I promise I'm going to get right back into what I'm saying because I have encouragement and then we're going to continue to man manage our heart. Thank you to all our partners, those who partner with us in so many ways. You partner with us in prayer. You partner with us in finances. Thank you. We could not do what we do without you. Ooh, we could not do. You are helping us get the gospel all around the world. Yeah, come on, y'all. We are all inclusive ministry. We're doing everything God is. So if it was not for your partnership, we could not do Feed the Streets. We could not we'll partner with Drew Projects, which you're going to see some information come out about Drew Projects later, which is a, a program we partner with. We could not serve our community like we serve. There are so many things that we do behind the scenes for people that you guys, if you ask me, I'll show you. But we, it's just that kind of thing that's going down my God in this ministry. So thank you to our faithful partners. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for the seed you sow. Thank you for the time. My God, you sow. Come on, Teresa said it was you and Robin Hicks that shared the ministry. Thank you. Thank you, you and Robert Hicks for sharing the ministry so that Teresa could be connected. So thank you for all of us that continue to put your faith in us. Um, I, I got to pause this morning and say I'm grateful. I got to pause this morning and say I'm grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful for y'all. I'm so grateful for y'all. We could not do this without you. So thank you. Thank you for those that continue to pray for us. We love you so much. We always pray for you. We always are praying for you. Okay, so back to what I was saying. The enemy loves to plague your mind with the same thoughts. Make today the day that you stop thinking the same thoughts. Okay, yes, sir. I decree and declare. Ooh, I can speak this out of my mouth because the Lord told me that's it, that I'm anointed to announce. I decree and declare a windfall blessing over all of those that partner with us. Oh my God, I thank you that the Lord God is giving you answers. Oh my God, and he is moving heaven and earth on your behalf in Jesus name. Amen. So the enemy loves to plague and, and bring you with those same thoughts, those same, same thought processes, that same mindset every day. Why? Because he wants you in a system of defeat. Oh my God. He wants you in a system of defeat. You got to begin to recognize that those thoughts that you've been thinking are not your thoughts. Here's why. Second Timothy one and seven. Oh, Jesus. My God. Second Timothy. He said, Look, <laughs> this, is how I, this is how I imagine God talks to us. Look, y'all better be receiving it. Come on, receive it by faith. You know your faithfulness to this ministry. Come on. Um, let me say this. Come on now. This is so powerful for me. My God, this is God saying, look, he's drawing the line. My God, look, I, I didn't give you this spirit of fear. Ooh, I, didn't, I don't know where the spirit of fear came from, but it did not come from me. It's not you being cautious. It's not your discernment. It's a spirit of timidity ooh, that keeps trying to back you in a corner. Come on, y'all. That keeps trying to keep you from walking into the fullness of who and what God said. I didn't give you that. You better declare that today. It didn't come from me. It didn't come. The spirit of fear did not come from God. My God, the spirit of timidity did not come from God. Woo! 
Come on now. The spirit of fear, the spirit of timidity, that didn't come from God. That didn't come from God. So if he didn't give it to you, why have I accepted it to be my truth? Why am I walking up timid and fearful and overwhelmed and consumed? Because that didn't come from God. And if I'm supposed to be like God on this earth, if I'm supposed to be in his image, well, one of the first things that I got to do is I got to get rid of this spirit of fear. I got to get rid of this timidity. I cannot be in the same thought process. My mind cannot be in the same place again and again. Absolutely not. I've got to get rid of, say that this morning. I got to get, I cannot afford to be timid. I cannot afford to be fearful. Come on now. God has simply said to us boldly, that didn't come from me. That didn't come from God, baby. That didn't come from God, baby. My God. So when fear comes in, my God, when timidity starts coming in and attacking you, First thing in the morning, the Lord is saying to you, look, I didn't get, I didn't, I'm not causing you to be fearful. I'm not going to cause you to be fearful. That's not what discernment looks like. That's not what caution looks like. No, I didn't cause when I, when I want to caution you about something, I'm going to tap on your shoulder. I'm going to give you a solution. Come on now. My God, I didn't give you fear. I didn't give you timidity. That's not what I gave you. Here's what I gave you. Here's what I created you with. Here's what I designed you with. Here's what I put in position for you. Here's what I placed inside of you. I didn't place fear in you. I didn't place timidity in you. I think I told you guys this story. I remember one time Josiah was in the house playing with a little cousin of mine. And my husband was in the other room. And they were just kind of playing around. And as they were playing around, um, she jumped out and she scared Josiah. And my husband came out the living room. My husband was quiet and gentle for the most part. He came out the living room. He said, what, what are you doing? And she said, oh, we're playing. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm scaring him. I'm a monster. He said, do not scare him. Do not jump out at him. Do not play anything, any game like them. God didn't give him a spirit of fear. I don't want fear in his life. I don't want him to walk around in timidity. I don't, can I tell you something? He must have knew that the enemy was going to try to fight Josiah and have Josiah afraid of everything. Can I tell y'all, my baby used to be afraid of everything. (laughs) Can I tell y'all, my baby used to be afraid. Josiah used to be afraid of everything. Josiah used to be so fearful at night. We used to have to fight fear all the time. He was like, "Mm -mm, you're not going to scare him. You're not getting ready to put fear in him. I don't want fear in him. He was not born with fear. He is not supposed to live in fear. God did not give you the spirit of fear. Well, where did it come from? Life, um, people, stop thoughts folks have given us. I was sitting thinking the other day when it was storming. I love my grandmother. I was th- I was thinking the other day when it was storming how my grandmother them used to have us so afraid of a thunderstorm and lightning. Y'all better sit still <laughs> in this living room and not say a mumbling word while God goes to work. I'm talking about y'all don't say nothing. Turning off all the lights. Come on now. Turning off all the lights, um, making us sit still, turning off the air, hot in the house, 
Just sitting there. We just sitting. Don't you say another word. Don't y'all say nothing. Everybody sit here and don't move and do absolutely nothing. Most of that, because those were our grandparents and our parents. Come on now. We took that to be the truth. So we all sitting in the living room afraid to move because of thunder and lightning. They didn't realize it. That was putting fear in us. Ooh. They didn't realize it. That was, they were putting, it was putting fear in us, right? So we sitting around afraid of the storm, afraid of the lightning, afraid of the rain. Well, if we walked in the truth of that right now, think about this. If you got to go to work, <laughs> come on now. I'm just bringing you some reality. If you got to go, if you got to go to work, and it's storming and lightning. Are you going to call your boss and say, well, I can't go to work today because I got to sit still and I got to be quiet, right? Because this, I got to be quiet so that nothing, that's fear. That's projected fear. That's been the strongholds that the enemy has had us doing. These aren't like laws to protect us. These are things that we've been doing. But somebody, you cross over somebody. Don't cross over that person because if you cross over them, they're not going to grow. Projected fear that has been in our life for so long. I remember if two of us were playing on somebody's head, right? Woo! My playing on somebody's head, combing somebody's hair. My grandmother would say, one of y'all sit down. Don't do that. If you sit around and both of y'all comb on the person's hair, the younger person is going to die. <laughs> Projective fear. Projective fear. Yes, the younger person going to die. So don't you both put your hands in that person's head. What? Like what? Like what? Yes, or sweeping somebody's feet. You got to spit on the broom. I don't even know how to spit. <laughs> Like, gener yes, generational things that have been, so where, if I'm so, Lakeisha, why am I so fearful? Why am I so timid? I don't know, baby. It didn't come from God. It didn't come from God. You were made in the image of God. Oh, my God. Get over to Genesis and learn how you were made. You were made in the image of God. You were made in his likeness. Come on now, April. Don't put your purse on the floor or you're going to be broke. Uh, okay, first of the year, a man got to walk through your house. Come on now. All of these things, when God is said in his word, you ain't got to do nothing but receive what I got for you by faith. Whoa, come on now. You ain't got to, you, you ain't got to receive nothing from you by faith, but by faith, by faith. So if we dealing with timidity, if we dealing with fear, come on now, my God, if we dealing with fear, if we dealing with timidity, if we're dealing with anxiety, let's skip over to Philippians 4 and 6. He said, be anxious for absolutely nothing. Come on, y'all. My God, help us this morning, Holy Spirit. He said, be anxious for nothing. So then I got to begin to question, where is the anxiety coming from? Where is the fear coming from? Why? Because this is what the Lord said. He said, no, I created you. I created you with power, love, and a sound mind. I didn't create you. Oh, I didn't create you. Think about all the things that you've said that have been generationally passed down. Oh, y'all better sit down somewhere or you're going to get my pressure up. Ooh, why does someone else's 
activities, come on, y'all, have to do with you getting your pressure up. My mother told me something one time, and I live by it. When I tell you I live by it, I live by it. I've meditated on it for so long because meditation brings about revelation. Meditation brings about revelation. I meditated on it so long. My mother said something to me one time. I was so mad. I was so mad. One day I caught her. I said, oh my gosh, they made me so mad. I'm so mad. And my mother paused me and she said, Lakeisha, nobody has the authority to make you mad. Ooh! I said, huh? She said, nobody has the authority to make you mad. Nobody, nobody can determine whether you get mad or not, but you. I begin to stew on that because I used to stay mad or upset or disgruntled. My God, my emotions and my feelings, if we wore them on the arm, mine were there. Always moved by what people say. She said, nobody, baby, has the authority to make you mad. Can I tell you something? It changed my perspective. Same thing about anxiety. You got to change your perspective about anxiety. Now, let me tell you my truth. Anxiety is the thing that I have to place under a health management plan. Ooh, my, my, my. It's a spiritual management plan. Anxiety is the one area where God is, where the enemy has tried to fight me for a long time. So anxiety is the thing that I have to manage. I have to consistently, this is the area where I have to receive the grace. This is the area where I have to receive the grace. So Philippians 4 and 6. It's on repeat in my head. <laughs> Philippians 4 and 6. Every time I feel a little bit of anxious, anxiety coming up, I pop that. I pop Philippians 4 and 6 like a scripture, like a pill. I take Philippians 4 and 6 like a, a pill. Anytime I feel my body, right? Because I know anxiety is not from God. I know fear is not from God. I know timidity is not from God. Y'all know I ain't got a whole lot of timidness. I ain't got a whole lot of timidness. But the anxiety part is the place I spiritually have to manage. It's the place. Remember when Paul said, I requested. Ooh, the Lord, thank you for this word today. He said, I requested three times. Ooh, he said, I requested three times for this to be removed. I said three times, take this away from me. And the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient. <laughs> my grace is sufficient. So I have received the grace for my anxiety and how I receive the grace for my anxiety is through the word. So because I've recognized, ooh, say, I got to recognize that fear don't belong here. Ooh, come on now. Say, I got to recognize that anxiety don't belong here. I got to recognize that worry don't belong here. I got to recognize my God, my mind being all over the place doesn't belong here. So when anxiety comes up, right? Because it's the thing that I have to spiritually manage. Ooh, come on now. Come on now. It's the thing that I have to spiritually manage. Come on now. So I receive the grace through the word, right? Because anxiety is the thing. It hasn't moved. It hasn't dissipated. Come on now. So I have to spiritually manage anxiety through the word. So every time I feel my body shift and change. Ooh, come on now. Every time I feel my body. See, because I've been under the word long enough. Ooh, 
Come on, y'all. I've been under the word long enough to know what belongs and what's from God and what's not from God. My God, I've been in his presence long enough to recognize if it's from God and it's not from God. I've been, I've been surrounded by angels enough to know what's from God and what's not from God. Fear don't come from God. Worry don't come from God. Anxiety don't come from God. My God, go over to Galatians 5 and 22. He gives us a list. Woo! Come on now. My God, I thank you. He gives us a list and says, any of this, <laughs> baby, that's not from your spirit. He says, any of this. He says, let me get this to you. Let me let you know real, real, real clearly. This is not from your spirit. This does not. You're born of spirit. Oh, my God. And God is a spirit. Come on, y'all. And they that worship him, worship him in what? Spirit and truth. So go over Galatians 5 and 25. Oh, my God. I thank you for liberation and freedom in your word today, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. For planting in this word in us. So Galatians 5 already tells us. When I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Then Christ has set me free. Say that. I am free. Woo! I am free. I am free. My God. The freedom. Come on y'all. Freedom in Christ has set me free. Free from fear. Free from worry. Free from anxiety. Free from doubt. I am free. So that which is bound to me. That keeps being cyclic in my life. Is not from God. Oh my God. My God. That which is bound to me. That is cyclic in my life. That keeps arising. It's not from God. That does not come from God. So I got to. What do I have to do? I have to spend enough time in my word. Ooh, I got to spend enough time in worship. Because worship invokes his presence. You're not going to be able to do that little. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're going to have to lose yourself in worship so you get used to his presence. You're going to have to start losing yourself in worship so you get a sense of his presence. So you get used to his presence. So you know what it feels like to be in his presence. So when you're not in his presence, you know you're not in the presence of God. So that when you walk into an environment, I don't care what they say. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, try test the spirit. Test the spirit. You got to get used to his presence. You got to create the atmosphere. You got to invoke his presence. You got to learn how to dwell in his presence. So when you're not in his presence, you know that's not from God. I'm not, I'm not in his presence, right? I'm not in his presence. Right now, I'm not connected. Well, I got to spend time in his presence. Oh, can I tell you his presence isn't a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's a resting place. My God, we've been so used to feeling stuff. My God, it's not a, it's not a, it's, a, it's not, and it's got a guarantee that comes with it. It's not a feeling. It's not a goosebump. Oh. My, 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 my. I remember I attended a church and it blew my mind because I thought God's presence was about emotions and about feelings. Emotions and feelings can indicate that God is here, but it does not necessarily mean that I'm in his presence. Come on now. I was at a service one time and what I thought was the power of God or what I 
always felt like was the power of God was always symbolized with emotionalism. Because we've been taught if it's a lot of hoopla associated with it, right? It can, it's got to be God. But no, God, the presence of God looks different. The presence of God, you leave with the fullness of joy. So in order for me to be able to understand his presence, oh my God, can I tell you something? You can be in your prayer closet all day long, screaming, hollering, pressing on in, and not even invoke the presence of God. That's absolute truth. Just in there doing stuff, just moving through emotions, but not experiencing his presence because there's some guaranteed things that's going to happen in his presence. When his presence is there, you become full full of joy. My God, when his presence is there, you're going to feel the insurmountable peace. My God, when you his presence is there, you're going to be overwhelmed with his goodness. Well, if I don't understand, come on now, his presence. If I don't understand what it's like to be in his presence, if I don't spend enough time in his presence, whoo, I won't even know what his presence is. So I got to spend time in his presence so I understand the presence of God being present in my situation. So I'm in the church service and it's, 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 it's a sweet peace. It's a, it's a sweet peace. And can I tell you, the evidence and the demonstration of power was so amazing. I was in awe at the move of God, of the healings, of the miracles that took place. And the man of God never raised his voice. (laughs) The man of God never raised his voice. He never raised his voice. He walked with the presence of God because he knew and understood what it's like to be in the presence of God. This is in the supernatural. Remember, 1 Corinthians 2 and 14 tells us. So when I get used to understanding his presence and I understand when God's presence and I understand how he created me. And oh my God. And I understand that Christ Jesus, my God, came to set me and make me free. Then I'm intolerable of anything else. I'm intolerable of, I, I have no toleration. I don't, I don't have tolerance for sickness. I, I don't have tolerance for meanness for myself. Not everybody else. Cause we'll start saying, that's right. I ain't putting up with nobody else. I'm not talking about nobody else. I don't have tolerance for myself to act like this. I don't have tolerance for myself to be depressed. I don't have tolerance for myself to be sick. I don't have tolerance for myself to be worried. I don't have tolerance for myself to be fearful. I don't have tolerance for myself to be anxious. I have zero tolerance for my life to be anything less than the word of God. So when I feel, come on now, when I understand that his presence and his presence is not about a place, his presence can go with you all day long. When I understand whose I am and who I am and how I'm made, then I can bring his presence with me all day long. So when I get revelation in my mind, God didn't give me this fear. God didn't give me this fear. 
God didn't give me, this fear didn't come from God. This worry didn't come from God. This anxiety didn't come from God. This depression didn't come from God. Then I draw a line in the sand and I make a decision. It's not going to rule my life anymore. Why? Because it did not come from God. It did not come from God. This is not from God. But the only way I'm going to recognize and know is that I spend time in his word that I spend time in worship and that I get revelation in his word of who I am and whose I am. Then I take the word, oh my God, and I find the sufficiency of what I need in the word of God and nothing else. I love my girlfriends, but I'm not going to run to them. Oh, I'm going to run to the word. My God, the word becomes the medicine for my soul. The word becomes the thing that changes and charges my atmosphere. So since anxiety, I've recognized in his presence that there's no anxiety. Because once I'm in my pre his presence, guess what happens? The anxiety got to go. Ooh, my God. See, because in his presence, I'm full and complete. So if I'm in his presence... The anxiety has to go. Well, once I begin to spend time in his presence, I begin to recognize, oh, this ain't from God. This, this don't belong to God. This is not my spirit. This is my flesh trying to dictate how I'm supposed to live, trying to tell me how I'm supposed to respond, trying to tell me how my day is supposed to go. This is not from God. Fear is not from God. Anxiety is not from God. Worry is not from God. Doubt is not from God. God didn't create me like this. This is not from God. My God, because in his presence, I am full of joy. If I'm full of joy, I can't be anxious. If I'm full of joy, I can't be worried. If I'm full of joy, I can't get weary. He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Why? Because I'm in his presence. So I got to get time, spend time understanding not what nobody else tells me, not what nobody else has said to me. I've got to spend time. I already told you there's been a generational fear that has tried to be placed on our lives again and again, not because of what somebody else tells me, because of what I know to be true because of my own personal experiences. Can I tell you what God told me one day when I asked him, I said, why have you made the devotional so personal. Why is the devotional so personal? He said, Lakeisha, I need you to show them what it's like to have a person. I'm putting your personal relationship with God on public display. I'm putting your personal relationship with God. I'm gonna put they're gonna get to see you come from here to go to here. I'm putting your I didn't want to do this, I didn't want y'all all up in my business. Can I be real? I didn't want to tell y'all my pain. I didn't want y'all to see me destitute and drawn and desperate. I didn't want to say, as a matter of fact, my flesh wanted y'all to get to see me all well and put together. That's what my flesh wanted me to do. My flesh wanted to wanted me to see who oh, I want them to see me that I wanted to deliver word where I was all put together. I wanted to preach in certain circumstances in certain environments. And the Lord said, no. <laughs> I need your personal, I need your personal relationship with me to be on public display so people can see the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly to understand that my presence 
relationship with me looks different. It goes through levels. Come on now. It goes through ups. It goes through downs. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not all good. Come on now. My God. Sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes Don't let nobody make you think that a relationship with God is not perfect. It's perfect. It ain't never perfect because my flesh... Come on now, because of my flesh. But what I figured out is my identity is in Christ Jesus. And what I figured out is the word works. My God, the word works. I, this, every day, I, I don't want y'all to think I jump out the bed like little Mary Poppins. I'm perfect in all my ways. Sometimes I get up to bed and I'm like, Holy Spirit, help. Woo! Holy Spirit, help your girl. Help. You're going to have to help me in this. Fear be, be, be hitting me. I already told you, anxiety is the thing that I have to manage. So let me skip over here because I need to give you something before we go. Whoa, and we need to do our confessions. So Galatians 5, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Do you hear the key words there? Did you hear the key words there? It says, for freedom Christ has set us free. You free. I'm free. Write that in your notes today. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Then it says here, here's your assignment, right? Here's your assignment. It says, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Ooh. You, so, Lord, help me not to submit to a yoke of slavery. He will help. But can I tell you, you're going to have to make a decision. I'm not going to submit to fear. You're going to have to make a decision. I'm not going to submit to doubt. You're going to have to make a decision. I'm not going to submit to worry. You're going to have to make a decision. I'm not going to submit to lust. You're going to have to make a decision. I'm not going to be contentious. You're going to have to make a decision. That's what he said. He said, do not submit again. If he tells you do not submit again, it means you got to make a decision. It means you got to make a decision. It's got to, it means you got to make a, it means you got to make a decision. It means you, you say, I got to, I got to make a decision. I got to make a decision that I won't tolerate this no more. I got to, I got, I got to make a decision. I'm going to live in victory. I'm going to have to draw up some absolutes. I'm going to have to draw up a new plan. I'm going to have to have a new mindset. I'm going to have to get my thoughts in a different place. I'm going to have to cast down wicked imaginations. I'm going to have to deal with the things that's been exalting itself against God. I'm going to have to find, I can't afford to be lazy. I can't afford, I can't afford to be lazy. This, I'm not going to be able to do this laying in my bed. I'm not going to be able to do this sitting on my couch. No, I got to make a decision. I, I got to make a decision that I want to live better. I got to make a decision that I want to think better. I got to make a decision that I'm over depression. I got to make a decision that I'm tired of being mean. I got to make a decision that I'm tired of being mad. I got to make a decision that I'm over anxiety. Now, today's the day. Tina, I got to make a decision that I'm not going to be sick. I got to make a decision that I'm not going to spend the rest of my days. I'm not going to suffer with illness. I'm not going to suffer with disease. Now I'm drawing a line in the sand today and I'm making a decision. My God, I'm making it. I'm making the decision today. He says, do not submit. So that means I have to make a decision. This tells me I have a choice. This tells me God's not going to force my hand. This tells me that this is not as much as it's on God, as much as, as, much as it is on me. So I got to make a decision. So he says, look, I Paul say to you, 
If you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep, keep the whole law. Right? He says, but let me give you this in a summary. What he's saying is, this is by the Spirit. <laughs> this is by the Spirit. This is not according to the flesh. This is by the Spirit and in faith. This is me receiving the Word of God as the truth. <laughs> This is me receiving that the word is the word is the word is the word is the word. This is me understanding that the word was with God in the beginning and the word will be here in the end. My God, this is me in faith. This is me doing this eagerly. This is me hoping. This is me understanding my righteousness because in him circumcision nor circumcision counts. What counts is my faith working through love. Come on now. What counts is my faith, Jenny, working through love. Nothing else counts but my faith working through love. Give me the scripture, Jess, because the perfect love. Holy Spirit, I love how you did this this morning. The perfect love, when I understand his love, when I receive his love, when I walk in his love, what is the perfect love going to do? The perfect love is going to cast out all fear. <laughs> woo! When I really get the revelation, woo! you got the God is for me. When I get the re revelation, God is with me. When I get the revelation, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Then all the fear going to go because I understand that I'm not more than a conqueror in Lakeisha. What I've become to recognize is that I'm more than a conqueror in him because his love is perfect for me. Woo! Come on now. His love is perfect for me. And because his love is perfect for me, fear got to go. <laughs> Come on now. Because his love is perfect for me, worry got to go. Because his love is perfect for me, doubt got to go. My God. So when they come up, and they going to come up, especially if you've been in and you've lived a certain way for so long. When they come up and I recognize, no, 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 no. Because I'm centered in the word. Oh my God. Because I recognize, because I'm centered in the word. Because I understand my advantage is in Christ Jesus. Oh my God, I thank you for giving me the advantage. Then I operate in a different, so when I wake up, and the pressure is on. And I know sometimes we wake up and the pressure is on. The first thought. Ooh, I got to say that. I got to capture the first thought. I got to capture the first thought. You cannot afford to play with the first thought. Ooh, I got to capture the first thought. I'm trying to teach you how to deal with oppression. I'm trying to teach you how to deal with a demonic presence. Ooh, that's, can I, ooh, I've got to capture the first thought. Capture the first, the very first thought, the very first thought, the minute the thought comes out, pause, 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 no, 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 not going to be fearful today, not going to be anxious today, God did not, no, no, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power, I got to start pulling down that stronghold, I got to start Pulling down the wicked imagination. I don't have time to entertain it. I don't have time to play with it. I don't have time to mull on it. I don't have time to see if it's valid. If it's fear, 
If it's worry, if it's anxiety, I don't have time for that. I don't have time because if it's conviction, if it's the love of God, my God, it's not going to have fear associated. I got to capture the, I can't afford to stew on it. I can't afford it. Eat on it. Now I got to capture the first thought. Because can I tell you something? Whatever I'm mulling over is getting ready to determine the rest of my day. <laughs> Whoa. So let me give you this. These are the things that are not of God. Just so you know, right? He says, by, by, he goes Galatians 5 and 16. He says, but I say, walk in the spirit and you're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. Period. <laughs> Period. Walk in the spirit and you're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. Holy Spirit, help me to capture my first thought. Help me to capture my first negative thought. When we start talking to Holy Spirit like that, guess what he going to start doing? His voice going to get louder and louder to remind you, don't capture that thought. Don't take possession of that thought. Don't take, don't, don't take possession of your thought. That's not your thoughts. Those thoughts do not belong to you. Those thoughts are not from you. My God. Here, can I tell you something? The enemy will have you walking, walking around in insecurity for the rest of your life. Because he projects an image that you're not enough when you're all things in Christ Jesus. Come on, y'all. He says, but I say walk by the Spirit. And you're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. I'm not walking according to my flesh no more. Woo! I'm not going to be fleshy. I'm not going to be emotionally all over the place. You got to make some declarations out your mouth. You got to make some declarations out your mouth. You got to be steadfast in this. You got to be bold. This, this is not the, the, it's not mental. It's not a, I got to boldly, that's why we boldly, Confess daily. I understand now, God. You got to make some declarations out your mouth. And they got to be loud. And they got to be forceful. And you better let the devil know you're not playing with him. God is not giving me a spirit. You can't be timid with him. He knows whether or not you really trust in what you believe. And I'm not talking about loud. I'm talking about spiritually sound and loud and standing in truth. Come on now. He says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. Your flesh wants to keep you in cycles of depression. Your flesh wants to keep you in cycles of worry. Your flesh wants to keep you in a spirit of defeat. Your flesh wants to keep you in insecurity. Your flesh wants to keep you lazy. Your flesh wants to keep you compulsive. Your flesh wants to keep you argumentative. Your flesh wants to keep you in doubt. Your flesh wants to keep you locked up, bound in the same cycle. Ooh, but he who the sun sets free... Can I decree and declare over you today that the jail of your mind, <laughs> can I decree and declare over you today that the jail in your mind, the prison of your mind, the thoughts in your mind that has kept you locked up and kept you from experiencing freedom, can I decree and declare over you today that those chains are broken, that you are no more bound why? Because he who the son says free is free indeed. He says, this is what he says. He says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, woo, come on now. If I am led by the spirit, my God, 
If I am led by the Spirit, I will be led by the Spirit and not by my flesh. He said, if you are led by the Spirit, oh, Jesus, my God, you're not going to desire the flesh. You're not going to, that's what I said. When you're in his presence, when you've experienced him, when you understand that God has more for you, you don't even want to be, you don't want, I don't want none of this fleshly mess. I don't, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to, I don't want to breathe like this. I, I, can I tell you something? <sighs> Your atmosphere will change. I'm going to say it how the Holy Spirit when you stop leaking and bleeding out. Your atmosphere will change when you stop. We've been putting too much responsibility on everybody else. Your atmosphere will change when you stop leaking and bleeding out. So how do I stop leaking and bleeding out, Lakeisha? By sealing myself in the word. <laughs> By sealing myself in the word. Don't mean you ain't going to have no scar tissue. Don't mean you ain't going to have no scabs. Don't mean it may, your healing may not take time. But you can really have to start packing your pain, baby, in the word. Woo! You got the authority and the power to change every environment that you connected to. You can change the court. You can change the doctor's office. You can change the schoolhouse. But you're going to have to stop leaking and bleeding out. You're going to have to do this by the Spirit. You can't afford to. See, your flesh leaves you open. Your, your flesh leaves you open. Your flesh leaves you with an unattended wound. But when I'm in the Spirit. See, I told y'all this. I like to bring stuff in the flesh. I remember one time my husband had a a thing in his skin and so they had to cut down into his leg past the point of whatever the little things were in his skin that they were trying to make sure they weren't cancers they had to cut down cut around and for his healing process we had to keep packing the hole because it wasn't just gonna close up on his own and they didn't want to stitch it we had to keep packing the hole we had to keep packing the hole the more we packed the hole the more he got healed. We packed him up whole with antibiotics and all this stuff. And little by little, it wasn't all at one time. It wasn't all at one time. Little by little, it started getting healed. Oh my God. Before we know, the whole, the less got the whole was gone. And he was healed. You got to spend time getting healed. You can't afford it. We've been putting the blame on everybody else. Ooh, everybody else. Everybody else the problem. They did this to me. No, I heard the Spirit say today, your environment will change when you start leaking out. My God. Let me get this. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. These are the works of the flesh. These are the things that come up that are fleshly. So you got to notice this. You got to know this. You got to understand this. You got to spend time in this. When I was struggling with some of these things, I just began to pray and ask, Lord, I don't want to be led by myself. I, I read what I didn't want to do all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. I just took Galatians 5.22 and I, I chewed on it. It says, but if you are led of the spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Because when I am immune to something, when something has been cyclic, when something has been 
Um, something that I've done all the time when it's been a part of my nature, when it's generational, I may not even recognize that this, I may be numb to this in my life, right? So it says, but if you are led by spirit, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident. These are the works of the flesh. These are the things that I don't. And it's more than just this, right? You can go over to Proverbs. He talks about a haughty eyes. He talks about a lying tongue. He talks about murder. He talks about gossip, right? Lord, help us to identify the works of the flesh. My God. So he says, but the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, right? Let's be real. Sexual immorality. What things in my life are sexually immoral? Ask him. You probably know. <laughs> I did. Like, we, I'm just, what things in my life are sexually immoral? What things are, am I attached to that are sexually immoral? What things are around me that are sexually immoral? What things are impure? Right? What things are, are sensuality? What things are sensual? What, what things am I involved in in sensual? I'm just being real. What, what's, idol, what's, an idol, what's an idol in my life? Idolatry. What do I have in my life that's idol? What, what do I have that's an idol? What have I made an idol? What is still an idol that I have in my life? Um, sorcery. Am I involved in any kind of sorcery? I might not even understand or know that it's sorcery. But I need you to show me, Lord, if there are some things that I've tapped into that are taboo, that are superstition, that are not from you. I need to know if this is sorcery. I need to know if it's witchcraft because the world will shake and bring some things to you and wrap it up and be like, oh, I love God. But this thing is sorcery. This thing is witchcraft. Right. Where am I? Where is enmity? Where am I walking in offense? Where am I walking in strife? Woo! Where am I walking in jealousy? Where am I walking in fits of anger? Where am I walking in rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like? He said, I warned you as I warned you before. Those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The period. Period. <laughs> those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And he comes back and he said, period. It's not no. He didn't say like sort of. He didn't say clausal. Right? Because sometimes we think a little bit of sin, right? A little bit of sin. No, not, it's, it's just not clausal. It's not possible. No. So he says, he says, this is what he says. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These, against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, which is passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envy of one another. Hey, Natalie, I do not have this written down. So I can't I can't give it to you. But if you go to YouTube, you can replay the video and catch um catch the questions. I do not have that written down. Um so whew, that that so I'm gonna begin to ask myself those things. What are those things that are in my life, Lord God, that are not like yours? <laughs> That are not that are not like yours. What are those things in my life that are not like yours? Because it's time for me to keep in step with the spirit. Then it says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. That's not that's not it. So as I'm managing my mental physically, as I'm learning to deal with the condition of my heart, because that's what we've been doing, dealing with the condition of our heart. Then I'm coming back to a place to understand and recognize today. I hear you, Holy Spirit, that. Fear, anxiety, worry, all of that stuff is not of God. And the strategies God gave us is stay in my word so you understand. 
You, you got to know the word. Two, I got to learn how to worship you so that I understand your presence. It's going to take perseverance. This is not a one-time act when you have been in things for so long. Can I say that one more time? It's not a one-time act. It's not a one-time act when you've been caught up in stuff for so long. It's just not a one-time act. It's going to take, if you have been in out of step with the Spirit, if you've been out of rhythm, rhythm with the Spirit, it takes training to get back in step and rhythm with the Spirit. And it comes in the presence of God. And it comes in faith through love. It's not about you doing. It's about faith through love. It's about receiving. It's about understanding. It's about knowing who God is and staying in your word. But it's going to take you making up. You You got to make up your mind. You got to make the decision that this is the truth. Let's get our confessions in. We out of here. Woo! I got so much I want to share with y'all. He told me to wait until tomorrow. I want to talk to you. Can I say the Holy Spirit? It's still inconducive. But I want to talk to you. It's going to be kind of a part two to this because you're going to understand the importance of an, your atmosphere, right? You're going to un understand the importance of your atmosphere. After I talk to you tomorrow about your atmosphere, now I want y'all to get ugly and throw nobody out the house. But tomorrow you're going to understand to maintain your atmosphere for your assignment is going to be essential this is why we're dealing with our heart. This is why the focus is on us. Get out your confessions and let's go. I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. All things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and I'm now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. And if you don't have the confessions before you, just repeat after me. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things. I'm purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or a brother with the words. Come on now. Out of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer and not a doubter. Ooh, I am slow to speak quick to hear and slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word and I woo, meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God, but I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I am a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my cares ooh, 
on the Lord, for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of sound mind. I do not fear, and I am not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters after the flesh. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a spiritual man, and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all of the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. Oh, thank you. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good and I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more high of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I would do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed for God for ministry and we all have ministry in us. My God to meet the need of someone else. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children, ooh, my cousins, my nieces, my nephews, all my LMJ ministry babies have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. Blessed when we come in and when we go out. And all that I own is paid for. And I owe no man nothing but to love him. I decree and declare today that this is your best day yet. That you will experience and see miracles, signs, and wonders. That you will walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Two things. My God, if the Lord places it on your heart, go over to the website and give. LakeishaMJohnson.com or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. Thank you, Father God, for giving seed to the sower, for adding more fruit to their account. Thank you, Father God, for all those that give today. Bless the giving. Bless the giving of your people in Jesus' name. Amen. My second thing to you today is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or maybe you've accepted him as Lord and Savior, and you need to renew and restore your faith today, I want to give you an opportunity and chance to make a statement in faith that's going to change your life. I promise you. It's going to change your life because it changed mine. Woo! Uh, it's going to change your life because it 
changed mind. I want to give you an opportunity and chance to pray with me today. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. I believe you died on the cross, my God, and rose for my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. If you prayed that prayer, the word of God tells us in John 6 and 37, him that cometh unto him, will he will no way cast you out. There's nothing that you've done that Jesus will cast you out. But also, if you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and I would love to send you some devotional materials, some things that you can chew and eat on every day. I love you. God loves you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. God loves you. God, I love you so much, but God loves you even more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience. Ooh, my God, Lord God. Will you just throw your hands up for a second? Lord, we thank you for tearing down strongholds in our mind today. And we receive your healing power. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Ooh, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. And guess what we'll do? Back here in the morning, 5 a.m., invite somebody else in. Cannot wait to see. Woo! My God. The power of God demonstrated in your life. In Jesus' name. I love y'all. Peace. Blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.